Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in New Jersey. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. And this is the show where steel and soil meet. And we get together each Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then again on Sunday with a replay at 6 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in and for clicking, well, clicking in, right? If you're uh, listening on the computer through the Sirius XM app or on your cell phone. So I guess you kind of click in that way. But I need to give two shout outs because I got two more pins in my map. And the first shout out goes to Mr. Patrick McGowan. And he's originally from Indiana but hangs his hat now in Ossining, New York, which is upstate New York. And uh, he was a, 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 a specialist in flight controls in the United States Marine Corps. And he was uh, worked on the FA-18 Hornet and the KC-130s. And he also uh, communicated with Patrick. And he also was a big fan of the SR-71 Blackbird, as I am. So I want to thank you so much for uh, for listening to Farm Machinery Digest Radio and for giving me a pin in my map, the first in that part of New York State. But I have another shout out, and this is to Kathy. And believe it or not, she's 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 got to be a farm girl that somehow relocated to the ju- the concrete jungles of Manhattan, New York City, and she listens from Manhattan, from down in that down in that that. Uh, that concrete jungle where uh, there hasn't been any crops growing for a long time. But I want to thank you so much for Kathy for tuning in and for listening to uh, this dry land farmer from New Jersey. But as we before we get into the show today, I want to just take a couple of minutes. And uh, it is September 11th, and it is the 20th anniversary of the attacks on our nation. And if you're know, coming from New Jersey, this New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, as you know, our farmers about 65, 70 miles from New York City, depending upon where you go, how which route you take, is that there's probably very few people who were not directly affected by that solemn day. I mean, my wife teaches school down in near, very near New York City, and from her classroom, I think she was teaching second grade at the time, she actually saw the towers fall. But I was working with BMW, North American Engineering Department, and we had a woman who worked there, and she was a compliance engineer. And what a compliance engineer does is they do all the paperwork to make a car legal to be sold in the United States. So they do the paperwork for the crash testing, the emissions testing, the fuel economy testing, and they get involved in all of that. A really, really great woman, and I, I will not reveal her name out of respect to her family. And... <clears throat> Uh, she she ended she never married. She was about eight to ten years older than I was at the time, and she eventually somehow met this guy. And I don't I never had the opportunity to meet him. Other people in the engineering department did meet him, but I didn't have the opportunity to meet him. And all I know is that this man changed her life. I mean, just she was just full of joy. And months and months before they had planned a trip to California, to the Simi Valley, to the wine country. And everybody in the engineering department, we all were well convinced, even though we didn't know it, we were well convinced that he was going to propose to her on that vacation. Well, fate being what it is, that they planned that trip for September 11th, and they were on the plane that crashed into the Pentagon. 
So it was just a, a surreal, surreal experience uh, for everyone in the engineering department because they waited. She waited so long to find the love of her life, and at least they went home to heaven together in that aircraft. So I thank you for letting me share that with you. But you know, hey, a, a positive note about September 11th is that Patrick McGowan, the man from Austin, New York, today is his birthday. So happy birthday. Patrick. And on today's show, what we're going to be discussing is diesel, what what every farmer needs to know about diesel exhaust fluid. You know, there's a lot of misinformation about DEF floating around out there. And I hope to just uh, to make make some sense of it so you could get the real deal and not the fake news. And then we're going to have a letter, a little bit different letter, and it's from Sam. And I really don't know where he's from. And uh and oh, Iowa, he's from Iowa. And believe it or not, he's interested in my planter because he has a couple of uh, young children that want to start to raise some sweet corn. And Ed, we will be back today with the toolbox test question. So you have to put your thinking cap on once you hear Tex Rubinowitz singing. But never forget, never, never forget, it's not what you make, but what you keep that counts. And agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. I'm Lino Rulli, host of The Catholic Guy Show on The Catholic Channel. Now, if you hear the words Catholic radio and think, uh, no thanks, then we're the show for you. We're a little different. Yep, it's entertainment and Catholicism. From celebrities stopping by like Mark Wahlberg and Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, to song parodies and traveling the world on pilgrimage, we're always here for a laugh. So check out The Catholic Guy Show, weekdays 4 p.m. East, 1 p.m. West, on The Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. RFD-TV brings the ag industry news you care about. A lot of producers really looked at the hope of being able to get this deal done. Tailored forecasts for farmers and ranchers. You can see the pockets of red across Texas. That has become a problem. And going forward in time, we just don't have a lot of rainfall headed that way. Live, direct reports from the trading floor with expert market analysis. We have Oliver Slope standing by, and he is with Blue Line Futures. Well, the, the outside markets are going to be the, the driving factor and the focal point in this week's trade. A focus on Washington ag policy. RFD-TV's Emily Buck joins us from our Washington, D.C. News Bureau. The president reaffirms his commitment for rural America, supporting farmers through the pandemic. And live reports from across the nation. See lots of fun and exciting stories, especially lots of hard work that goes into this. Stories you'll find only on RFD-TV, celebrating our 20th year as rural America's most important network. Hi everybody, this is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's American Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio.
Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax. And as I said in the opening segment, we're going to be discussing diesel exhaust fluid. A while back, I did a show on, um, on the regen, how to minimize regen, and I touched briefly on diesel exhaust fluid. But since there's so much misinformation about that, and as you go into harvest, and if you have a later combine, and you're running some later semi-trucks hauling grain or other equipment, then you're going to be starting to burn some a little bit more DEF than you normally would right if the combine is sitting in a, in a shed it's not going to be burning anything but before i get into that topic i'd like to invite all of you to visit my website farmmachinerydigest.com and check that out and also my idle chatter podcast which is not only on my website but probably is found where uh, any place that you could find podcasts for the most part i'm not good as far as checking all the locations but i know it's it's in many 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 locations whatsoever so i invite you to check that out it is a different show than on on sirius xm radio and uh so i hopefully that you'll be able to uh when you're doing harvest and listen to some episodes of that but what we're going to do is right now let's talk about def or diesel exhaust fluid <laughs> there's so as I was saying, there's so much misinformation about it, and most people even call it by the wrong name because they call it urea, even though uh, even though urea is used to make diesel exhaust fluid, it because it has urea and because it's mixed with water, and we're going to discuss that, it becomes DEF, so it's not pure urea, and it's what they call an automotive grade urea. It's not the same grade of urea that you would spread on your cropland. But the government mandate for clean air, you know, has eventually, has finally arrived at the farm and arrived on the farm about 10 years ago. And the, the modern diesel engine differs greatly from its predecessors that had no emission controls whatsoever. But as of right now, and this is always poised to change because there's different tiers of emission standards, new on-road and more powerful agricultural 100 horsepower and up engines are going to have a host of emission control systems and a whole bunch of different systems on it and one of them is is selective catalytic reduction which employs diesel exhaust fluid now there are two pollutants from the engine's exhaust that the epa is concerned with on, on the diesel and that is oxides of nitrogen which is abbreviate capital N, capital O, lowercase x, and particulate matter, which is abbreviated PM. Pressure, heat, and exposure, some people call residence time, are the three things required to create oxides of nitrogen during combustion, and that is follows what is called the Zeldovich equation. And that is the person who discovered the components, what makes oxides of nitrogen. And a diesel, by nature of its combustion process, has a very slow burn rate and the, uh, of the fuel, and that produces a high level of oxides of nitrogen. So this pollutant contributes to acid rain and photochemical smog. Particulate matter mainly, con that's, mainly consists of tiny carbon particles and other poisonous substances, and they are created when all of the fuel introduced to a diesel's engine cylinder is not consumed during combustion. It's, that's the black smoke. That's what we would call soot. All right, so if you, if, you, if, you have a, if you have a young guy in town and he has an overfueled diesel pickup truck and he's rolling coal, well, that's particulate matter. It's the EPA nightmare. Now, DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, is employed to reduce NOx, oxides of nitrogen, 
while a trap or filter, which is called a DPF, diesel particulate filter in the exhaust, controls the PM, particulate matter, right? It's all acronyms type. When DEF is used on an engine, it is then equipped, as I was saying, with a system identified as SCR, and that stands for Selective Catalytic Reduction. And the word catalyst means that it speeds up or modifies a chemical reaction without itself becoming consumed. And it's selective because it's only dealing with oxides of nitrogen. So for our purpose, we're going we're gonna to leave it at that. Now, both the DEF and the SCR are integral to the engine's exhaust system. So that's what we call an after-treatment because it's integral. And now DEF is, the, is held in a separate tank with its own pump, controller, injector, and sensors. By industry standards, the fill cap is always blue. So it's always going to be blue. That's the standard. And DEF should never be mixed with diesel fuel or vice versa. Now, a little bit of chemistry here. DEF is a mixture of 32.5%. Remember I said it's automotive grade, which is very pure urea. It's a more refined version of urea fertilizer. And it's 67.5% deionized and also very pure water. DEF is produced under strict guidelines and there's an ISO and API standard for that. So you should only use DEF meeting that standard, right? I don't think that you would find any DEF that doesn't, but you just look on the container. So an engine with an SCR system will have DEF automatically injected into the SCR catalyst. That's the selective catalytic reduction. Now the DEF then reacts with the materials in the, in the unit to set up a chemical reaction. And this chemical reaction converts oxides of nitrogen to harmless nitrogen and water, both which occur naturally in the environment. So the, the DEF works with the materials, the precious metals that are in that selective catalytic reduction system. DEF allows the engine to function at a higher and more optimal combustion temperature while controlling the oxides of nitrogen and as the after treatment. Now remember, I was saying it's pressure, heat, and exposure time, the Zeldovich equation. So the DEF, people think it's bad, but actually allows the engineers to tune the engine for better performance because we're cleaning up the exhaust afterwards so in essence it would be like saying go into going into a field and spread and, and having a, a roundup ready crop and then clear, clear, cleaning up the weed the weed escapes after the crop is up now def is offered there's many different brands at def it's like windshield washer fluid and as long as the product meets the api standard it could be used in anything so if you have a for instance let's say you have a two and a half gallon jug of def that you bought from john uh, the john deere dealer you could use that in your in your pickup truck with uh, your sci equipped pickup truck with with no problems it's the same fluid so now here's some def facts most engine manufacturers, all right, have come to the, well, I shouldn't say they've concluded, but it has worked out that most engine, that most engine manufacturers have, 
could have the engine's consumer rate of DEF about of two to three percent of the fuel use. Now, that's what they used to say. Now it's probably more four to five percent. So let's go. Let's go with five percent instead of two to three percent. If you have an older, earlier system, it'd be two to three percent of the fuel used, and fuel diesel fuel. And if it's a newer one, it's probably around four to five percent. So what that means is, if you consume a hundred gallons of diesel, you will use about three two to three gallons of def on an older engine and probably about four to five on a newer engine now a sensor and oxides of nitrogen nox sensor measures the amount of pollution and through the controller injects what they call doses the proper amount of def so what you have to understand here is that under certain operating conditions the amount of def being dosed will vary so for example a tractor will use more DEF while it's pulling a chisel plow than when hooked to an empty grain wagon. So depending upon the load on the engine, because the load on the engine is going to create heat and pressure, and that heat and pressure is going to be the components, the chemical components in the combustion event to create oxides of nitrogen. So as the engine is loafing, it's not creating enough oxides of nitrogen often to have to have DEF injected. And a lot of people don't understand that. Now, if you always have it under a load, then it's going to use more DEF because there's more oxides of nitrogen. So keep that in mind. Now, under temperatures below 12 degrees Fahrenheit, DEF is going to freeze. So for this reason, all SCR systems have an integral heating system and temperature sensors to keep the DEF liquid while the engine is being operated. It, now, DEF expands at a rate of 7% when frozen, and there is no concern of failure of the plastic tanker lines during idle time in the winter. So don't worry about it. The, the lines and the tank are designed to take that 7% expansion. Now, to be honest with you, 10 years from now, 12 years from now, when the plastic tanks and lines get brittle, that's probably not going to be the case. But on the, but right now, I don't really think that's going to be an issue. You know? So regardless of the ambient temperature, when the engine, <clears throat> when the engine is shut off, Believe it or not, the DEF is automatically pumped from the lines and put back into the storage tank. So there's no DEF staying in the lines. When you shut down the piece of equipment or the truck, it's going to pump it backwards. And just, just in case you go on Jeopardy and you ask some questions, DEF weighs about nine pounds per gallon. Now, it's important how you store the DEF. If it's stored at a temperature between 10 degrees Fahrenheit and 90 degrees Fahrenheit, it has a shelf life of about one year. If the temperature never goes above 75 where you store it, then it has a shelf life of about two years. Now, DEF labels have a date code on them, so you know that when you that to make sure you're not buying stale and less effective product. This is important, especially if you buy DEF in a bulk or in a tote or what have you. You want to know the date code. You want to buy fresh DEF. All right, so and and other thing that you want to keep in mind is that DEF is extremely corrosive to copper and brass and only special API American Petroleum Institute approved DEF containers, pumps, filters, and nozzles should be employed. All right, so that's what you need to know about that. So now as we get ready to close this segment, what you need to take home messages, buy fresh DEF, all right? 
DEF is not the demon that a lot of people make it out to be. It actually allows the engine to be tuned for a greater level of performance. If the way the system is designed, if you run low on DEF, it's going to give you, a, it's going to put the, the engine in default, which you don't want it to do. You don't want to go into a, a default backup strategy because you'll lose all power. If it's a truck going down the road, you'll lose all power. You only go maybe 35, 40 miles an hour. Farm equipment, you'll be limping back. So keep after the DEF. So think of it like a diesel, right? With a diesel with the injection pump, you don't want it to run out of fuel and have to bleed it. You don't want the DEF to run, the tank to run dry. Fresh DEF. It's going to be a consumption rate of probably three to five gallons. We use that number per 100 gallons of fuel that you use, depending upon the use that you're putting the equipment under. A higher load, higher temperature, you're going to burn DEF on the higher side, more towards the five gallons per 100 gallons of fuel. Lighter load, pulling a grain cart or whatever, pull it going down the road with it. All right, you're moving from field to field. You would use very little, very, very little D, very little DEF. So it is. That's really all you need to know. Store it properly by fresh DEF, and give it no more thought whatsoever. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon from Rural Radio's Western Sports Roundup. Join Amy Wilson and me. We cover the biggest stories in Western sports. Bull riding, rodeo. If it's part of our great Western heritage, we're there for it. From great venues like Cheyenne, Wyoming, Pendleton, Oregon, and the National Finals Rodeo. Join us weekdays, 3 in the West, 6 in the East, for the latest in Western sports. Western Sports Roundup on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM and on the Sirius XM app. Hi, this is Red Stegall. I want you to join me every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern, and together we'll explore the life of the American cowboy through his poetry and his music on Cowboy Corner Collections. These are shows that we have recorded and aired over the past two decades, including the music and poetry of our friends as well as myself and the boys in the bunkhouse. With stories by America's great storytellers, join me as we ride through the West on Cowboy Corner Collections, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Hi, this is Mike Adams, host of Adams on Agriculture, heard weekday mornings from 6 to 7 Eastern Time right here on Rural Radio. Each day, you'll hear from those making and covering the news important to rural America, topics such as markets, ag policy, trade, and rural health care, and you'll hear from the ag and political leaders about the pressing issues of the day as well as their implication on the future of agriculture. So join me here on Rural Radio each weekday morning from 6 to 7 Eastern Time for AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Hey folks, join us for the Better Horses Radio Show, aired on Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147, with hosts Ron McDaniel, Don Dawson, and me, Ernie Rodina. This week we visit with Anthony Gatto of Kensington Protective Products and Matt Mills about Road to the Horse on the Cowboy Channel. So tune in to the Better Horses Radio Show right here on Rural Radio Channel 147. Hey, we'll see you there. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you have any questions on DEF or anything else, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. But now it's time for our toolbox test. So Tex Rubinowitz from Ripsaw Records, he's the Hot Rod Man. Come on, put your thinking caps on. Let's go. Well, I'm rolling 
Yeah, right. I don't know if Texas Hunter you ever got that mama. Maybe he ran out of DEF, went into limpo mode. All righty, here's your test question. You are driving home from a growers meeting and you get a flat tire. Your car only has a temporary spare. You put it on and drive to the next town to get the flat fixed with an inside patch. The repair shop states that their wheel balance machine is broken. So they will mark the tire where the weights and the valve stem are and put it back in the same spot so it does not need to be rebalanced. You are leery of this, but on the rest of the drive back to the farm, there is no vibration. When you get home, you ask your friends if they ever heard of this. Farmer Ray says, that is baloney. You must rebalance the tire. Farmer B believes that if you put the tire back on the rim in the same spot that it will remain in balance. Farmer C uh, says that the balance is really for the rim, so it makes no difference how the tire is put on. And Farmer D is honest and says that he has no idea. So that is basically your question. Now, here is our letter as I shuffle out my papers here. Okay, and this is, uh, and he's, and the gentleman is from Iowa, and it's Sam. He says, we are row crop farmers. We plant around 4,000 acres of corn, beans, and a little bit of wheat. I have been listening to your show on Sirius XM now, and now your podcast, Idle Chatter. I am enjoying them. Well, thank you very much. I would like to ask you about your sweet corn planter. I have two twins, a boy and a girl, and they would like to raise sweet corn to learn about farming and business. I plan on letting them have five acres near the highway to sell. If you do not mind, please tell me about your planter, and that is Sam, as I said, from Iowa. Well, Sam, I, I am honored that you asked me about my little planter. I have a custom-made planter. It's based upon, it's a two-row planter because I only, I do small acreage and my fields have a lot of obstacles and it's on a three-point hitch. And it's based on a John Deere Max Emerge row, row units, but it's all custom-built. They call it my hot rod planter. So I have precision planting meters in it, but I need to back up and tell you that I built it on 28-inch rows instead of 30-inch rows because I wanted to have a little bit more canopy because, as you know, sweet corn doesn't make the canopy that field corn does. But it has precision planting meters. It has Keaton seed firmers. It's a no-till planter. I have Shoop 13-wave no-till coulters on it. It's got a double disc opener, and it has two-by-two fertilizer, liquid fertilizer, and it has, uh, as I said, Keaton seed firmers and Copperhead Ag Furrow Cruiser closing wheels. So I have no, uh, no other technology than that on it, but other than the precision planting meters, the Copperhead Ag Furrow Cruisers, the Keaton seed firmers, and the Shoop no-till cultures. It, it, works, it works great. I put a small liquid fertilizer tank on it because I really didn't need to put a large one. It only has a 25-gallon tank, and I end up putting about 12 gallons per acre, two by two, on my crop uh, as based upon my soil test. So that is, and it was custom-made in Pennsylvania, by Peckway planters, but there is a lot of other people that make uh, that do the same thing. I, you may not find many in Iowa, so you may have to come east to like Pennsylvania, where there's a lot of smaller farms. But if you have any more questions about, it, I wish your your son and daughter the the greatest of success with their sweet corn operation. So now we get back to our toolbox test question, and Farmer B is correct. If you actually mark the position 
position of the of position on the tire if you actually mark the position of the tire on the rim and reinstall it in that orientation the balance would be just as it were before the tires were removed it would be in the acceptable range of tolerance so keep that in mind and i always like to keep a uh, a tire crayon or cry, crayon or a little tire crayons i don't think work that good anymore or a little paint pencil god forbid if i do get a flat tire someplace that i can be able to mark it and get it fixed so listen i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved beloved america you have a blessed blessed day and i'll catch you next time bye bye Hi, I'm Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, your leader in the outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll talk about all things outdoors and preserving our access to the forest, field, and water. We'll be bringing you special guests from unique locations as well as inside access to the latest topics and trends in the outdoors. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World only on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Your adventure starts right here. If you're a farmer or rancher, chances are you've thought about joining Kansas Farm Bureau. So what's stopping you? Your membership means you have a seat at the table when it comes to the issues that affect your farm. Things like trade, taxes, water, and regulations. The state's largest farm advocacy organization brings your message to policy decision makers at the county, state, and national level. The voice of agriculture becomes your voice and fights for Kansas farmers and ranchers. And a Kansas Farm Bureau membership includes other benefits. For about $50 a year, you'll receive discounts on equipment and supplies, cell phone plans, financial and legal support, home and office supplies, and more. You'll also receive Kansas Living, a quarterly lifestyle magazine featuring real stories of farmers and producers around the state, plus great recipes, crafts, and things to see and do in Kansas. Join us today. Visit kfb.org slash farmerrancher to learn more. This is Justin Mills, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the sustainability of our beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the captain, Tim O'Byrne, with Working Ranch Magazine, will offer his thoughts in Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147.